Welcome once again to the kitchen table. You have found once again, or maybe for the first time, the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. It is so good to be here with you, and I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here at the kitchen table. Today we're continuing uh, on the topic of deliverance, and this is part seven, change of king or change of lord, looking at lordship just a little bit. Let's look here to begin with in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. When Jesus had called the people to himself. You know, isn't that just like God and his son Jesus? He's always calling people to himself. Not only did he call all the people, but he called his disciples also. Are you a disciple? Thank him today that he called you. And Jesus said to them, If someone wants to follow after me, if someone wants to become my follower or my disciple or to walk along behind me, if that's what you desire, then Jesus says to us today, Let him deny himself. And in some other translations, we can see that this has been translated, let me say, let you say, let him say no to himself. Say no to the things that you and I want. To say no is to say no. It's to give up the things that they might want or you or I might want. It's that you and I and all who are willing turn from their selfish ways. And one translation says, you must forget about yourself. And this verb can mean to refuse to give thought to or express concern about something. It means to refuse to pay attention to one's own desires. Isn't that something? To refuse to stop to cease thinking about what one wants for themselves that one denies oneself by giving up all claims upon himself. Those are strong words, strong ideas. But again, he says, whosoever will, it's always about those who will. He doesn't demand it. No, he says, if you're, if you're desirous, if you want to follow me, if you desire to follow me, if you desire my best in your life, then one of the things that's necessary, one of the things you're going to have to decide to do is to deny yourself and to seek first my kingdom and seek me, the king, first, that he might be Lord and master in your life. He goes on to say, let us, let him, let them take up their cross and follow him habitually. You know, I've said many times here at the kitchen table that it's kind of like when you get married. Yes, there is that moment when you say, I do, but that's just the beginning. And as the years go, that original moment is nowhere near what it was in the beginning because there is a lifetime lived together. And the same thing is true for Christ. He's begun a good work in us, and he certainly wants to complete it. In verse 35, Jesus goes on to say, Because whoever wants to save his life, whoever wants to hang on to his life, preserve his life as it is now, well, that person will lose it. They're going to lose that which they've already possessed. But, 
Isn't that great that there's that word but? But whosoever will lose his life, give up his life, surrender his life for the sake of the king, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of his lordship, for the sake of the gospel, that person will save it. Of course, as we said last time here at the kitchen table, number one is that we have to have a a change of kingdom to be transformed, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of God's love, Jesus Christ. But then there's always more with God. God desires that he move us into a relationship with Christ where Christ is the sovereign the decision-maker, the king, the lord, the master. Because all king Jesus wants, all lord Jesus wants, all master and teacher Jesus wants is the absolute best for you, for your life. Isn't that marvelous? Jesus tells us in John chapter 18, my kingdom is not of this world. Listen, he's the king over heaven and earth, but his kingdom, the kingdom that is in us, the kingdom is not of this world. It is not like this world. In this world, those who don't know God are forced to make all their decisions on their own or with the help of others who they know. But in his kingdom, he is the chief decision maker. He is the chief who leads us. Now, he'll use brothers and sisters. He'll use scripture to confirm that which he's leading us into, that which he is desiring to do for us, in us, and through us. His kingdom is not of this world. We don't need to get it confused. What it takes to survive in this world to work by the sweat of our brow, is not the same as in his kingdom. In his kingdom, he's Lord, and he is the doer of the good work. In 1 Thessalonians, we're told that we're to live a life worthy of fellowship with God. Now listen, God who's inviting you into sharing his own kingship and glory. As we learn to surrender to Christ in the here and now, as we learn to allow him to be the king glory in our lives that he is and through our lives as he desires to do, then we're going to share in his kingship and glory. In 2 Timothy, Paul writes, If we patiently endure pain, we shall also share his kingship. In Revelation, John writes that as our brother, he is a sharer with us in the sorrows, kingship, and patient endurance of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you see, he, he wants us to learn in the here and now what it means to submit to and to be led by and to be kept by Jesus Christ as King and Lord. Isn't God marvelous? When I think about lordship, I also think about a warning that uh, Peter gives. He talks about those who walk after the flesh and despise lordship. In Jude, we read again about, about these dreamers who follow the old nature and defile the flesh and despise lordship. Listen, we, of course, don't despise him. 
but we embrace him. We embrace Christ as the King, the Lord, our hope. That's part of our deliverance. That's part of what I've called the progressive plan of God to deliver us. We also call it sanctify us, that there is a continual shift taking place in our life. Of course, it all begins with meeting him, with trusting him personally as Lord and Savior, as King eternal. And he desires to grow that relationship that he began in us. He desires to water it through the word of God. Listen, the teacher, the person of the Holy Spirit, is on the inside of those who believe. He's inside of you if you believe. And he desires to bring the scripture alive to you with its transforming, merciful, gracious ability that step by step, Christ the King, you'll surrender to him, you'll let him, you'll allow him all the more to rule and reign in your life. I so like this where it says, let you and I take up his cross and let us follow him habitually. It's a, a let. We allow we, we say yes to him. We surrender to him. We simply say from deep within, from our own will, we say, yes, 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 yes. Lord, be Lord. Grow in me. Take more territory in my life. I think about John the Baptist in John 3.30. He simply says, he, Christ, the King, the Lord, he must increase. You know, that's good news. But then the other side of the coin is, but I must decrease and you must decrease. How does that happen? Well, in my life, I use the word displacement. Displacement means that if I have a glass of water filled to the brim, to the very top, and I place my finger in it, water will run out over the sides. That it, The water is displaced by my finger. And in my life, I'm asking as an illustration that the Lord, glory, King Christ, that he continue to fill me with himself and displace those things that are displeasing to him, that he might increase in my life as my Lord, my King, my Master, my Teacher, my Savior, my protector, and all that he is, and all that he desires to be for me and for you. Let it be so for you today. Thanks again for joining me here at the kitchen table for part seven of the Deliverance series, Change of King, Change of Lord, Change of Lordship. God bless you today, and as always, I want to pray that prayer that I so enjoy praying for you, and it is this that God's good, perfect, and acceptable will be done for you, in you, and through you today. God bless you. Good day.